0: Boom, bring it down. There he goes, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's uh, always great following those guys, man. Bucky and BK in the mornings, man, on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Now it's time for Chaos Theory as we get you rocking and rolling on a Friday, man. Welcome to the show. You can find me on Twitter, not to fake wax. You can find double R at the Rodney R or on the gram at the underscore Rodney R as well. I'm on the gram at the Wagner Wire. And yes, Rodney, I am under the weather today, my guy. Uh, we oh, talked man. a little bit about it. Uh, You know, a couple of days ago, man, I I started feeling this crud start to start to creep up on me, man. It is dude. It is hit me full, full force. I was going to call you around like 930 and be like, dude, I don't think I can go, man. It's It's so rough. You know, when I when I
1: put the glasses on, man, (laughs) that's when, you know. You
0: know, the head's throbbing, and no, whatnot, man.
1: It, it, seriously, dude. Like we were talking about yesterday, man. There's a lot of that going around. I, I, I still have something that's going on. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, and 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 with what we saw yesterday, with all the weather and all that. And here's where it's really going to get chaotic. Speaking of chaos theory, is I mean, have you seen the forecast? Like no. Monday, it's dude. Monday, it's going to be like 48, the yeah. high. It's, Forty-eight. It's, it's 90 now, isn't it? it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like 84 on sunday and it's gonna like whoop
0: just do a a little flip and we're gonna hit old man winter all of a sudden he's just gonna come out you know out of nowhere and just hit us with a ton of bricks and we're gonna start having pipes burst and freeze and shit oh god like i had to have my trees spruced or, or uh or turned down you know what i mean trimmed up and everything just so they wouldn't burst or whatnot Yeah, I mean, last year, the winter winter storm last year or two years ago was was awful. And then, hell, last year, trees burst everywhere and they fell everywhere. It's getting crazy, man. I know, man. man.
1: That's a a whole thing. You know, it's like sink or swim around here. Even (laughs) like yesterday, man, when everything was going crazy, I was sitting in the Texas Sports Unfiltered Weather Center monitoring all the radar because I love shit like that. And it's like they're talking about tornadoes and all these different things. And I'm like, wait a minute. It was like... 90 degrees yesterday what's going to but i mean that's a whole different we'll have to have a weather show i think bucky and i need to do the weather show we could do the oh, farmer's man. almanac weather show farmer's almanac can be like that would sponsor. be that would really be old man radio that's old man we gotta, radio right. to break
0: down for you man we got we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh texas football here of course we got some sound from sark that we need to hear uh we'll break down some thursday night football of course and then get your lines man we, i know you guys heard from paramount sports from Lee during from Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Um, We'll get you some more lines and get you some stuff that you need. I might have to take a break and go put my contacts in, Ronnie. I can't deal with the
1: whole reflection
0: off the damn screen, man. It's starting to bother me. I'm sure it's going to start bothering
1: other people. That's the worst part for me, dude, why I never wear my glasses. I mean, I keep my readers right here just in case I need them. But a lot of times I want to wear my glasses, but, you know, having to do all these lights and all that shit that I was talking about the other day, it's like I see the reflection. And I know when I do revved up every now and then I'll do, I'll do with the lights and all of that and have the glasses and people are like, that reflection is horrible. So anyway, but no, you do what you need to do. Well, and and you guys can if, deal with it. I can with it. That's for sure, man. Hey, we um, got, And then the world series tonight, my man. Yeah. That's it, uh, uh, the fall. To make our, so who? Are, all right, you want to get this
0: out of the way right now instead of saving it till the end, man. You want to start talking about the World Series right now and give, give
1: everybody our picks. It's it's your call, my man. You you drive the ship, dude. Uh, it's like the duck boat there that uh, Bucky Bucky talks about. You be the conductor, and I'll sit there and I'll just follow right along with you, man. You tell me which way you want to go, brother. Well, the most
0: of the national population is going with sixty percent of the population are going with the Rangers here. And what what, what we got, we got Evo and Galen going off today on the bump, right? That's going to be your game one pitchers. Got to give advantage right now. I mean, I know Galen looks hot off the bump and we don't really know too much about the Diamondbacks. Like I'm just going based off of what I've seen over the last month, basically, right? Galen's Mm -hmm. looks sensational, but he's also going up against Evo, right? Evo is like 2019, 2020 Evo. He is sizzling right now, man. He's cooking And then what you're probably gonna roll out Monty. Monty gets rolling out in, in game two. And then Dun- Dunning game three. Mad Max game four. No. Yeah. This is <clears throat> I'm sorry to say this. This is the best team in baseball right now. And I'm not I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, man. I know I was just saying that about the Phillies and everything, about how the Phillies just crushed the Bravos or whatnot. Things change, right? Things change per series. We only got two teams left. This is the better team out of both of them, right? They 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 were the the top mashers. Well, the second top mashers. The Bravos were the best mashers in baseball in the regular season. Yeah, the Rangers were the second best, right? This team can throttle. This team can get it done. The wood is alive. I got to tell you, man. Now that the arms have have come to fruition, it's all starting to come together, man. It's all, dude. This this Texas team. It's it's all Rangers, man. I don't want to. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a a sweep by any means, Rodney. But I mean, yeah. hell, I'm hot take. Gentleman's sweep could be
1: done in five games. I got to tell you, man, I, I just love the simple fact because I, I watch a lot of the national pundits and, and I've seen folks saying that this is maybe one of the most um, uninspiring World Series that we've seen. Yeah, it's small
0: market clubs or mid-market clubs?
1: Um, I, I'm assuming that's why. I don't really go into the logic because I see that and it pisses me off. But here, here's the bottom line. Like you just said, you're down to the two best teams. You're down to the final two teams. To me, if you are the two final teams, you are the two best teams that season. It doesn't matter whether it's momentum. It doesn't matter about getting what hot at the right time.
0: Is or what your record and, is. And,
1: and, and seriously, think about this, Wags. Because it's like, well, you know, these two teams got hot when, when they needed to. No, they fucking didn't. When they came into the playoffs, both of them came in chasing their ass. I right. mean, Arizona had gotten swept by Texas. If both of these teams have Houston. been in the playoffs for about a month. You know exactly. what I mean? Both of these teams have been playing uh, playoff baseball. Exactly. And to me, what, what I love about this, what I love about this matchup is that you do have, you you have Texas with, with what Texas has done is Texas went in and they played the baseball system extremely well. They went out, they worked the trade deadline, they they, they, they spent money, uh, you know, bringing in these, I mean, these stalwarts. And, and, right Matt, and a lot of people didn't think it was going to work out. A lot no of people doubt. didn't think that they made enough moves. No doubt. And then you, and then you have on the other side, you've got this Arizona team that that comes in and it's like, who, who the hell are all these people? I mean, to me, you cannot script this better to me. If for baseball, for a baseball, you know, a a longtime baseball fan, this is the world series that you want because Mm -hmm. you've got a team that's done it. That's done it the new way. And you got a team that's done it the old way. And I I think that this really, I I, mean, I just want this to go seven. I want it to go seven because yeah. I think this can be so great for baseball. But that's the the, the thing right there. And, and you know, talking about right here, I love what, what Jake is talking about right here. All these national brands, all the teams that are left out, it, it's, it's, it's not anything that they did. They just couldn't win. They just couldn't win. These teams found a way to win. And to me, that makes this World Series so sweet.
0: For Texas, who do you think needs to step up? I mean, of course, there's going to be, you know, Obviously that stud that rises out of the series here who do you think it's going to be for Texas or who do you I think, think that, it has to be for
1: Texas? I, I mean I think Texas need here's where where I kind of fall back to the concern with the Rangers is maybe the bullpen um the, the, the bullpen has been good. Bruce Bochy seems to want to take his starters late in the ball games and my whole thought with that is what what happens if your starter can't go late that that's where that bullpen has gotten in trouble uh, gotten in trouble. And I mean, I think when you look at the bats, when you look at the lumber, like you talk about wags, I mean, all of that is pretty solid all the way across the way. I mean, with Seager and I mean, all of these guys, everybody, they're all stepping up, doing everything they need to do on the offensive side. I think it's going to come down to the bullpen. And that's where, yes, exactly. Trevor Simeon to me is the one that needs to be the one. It's like, Hey boy, like that light. You remember that light you could buy when it was like, and it would turn yeah, the on when you, play. Or whatever. Hey, the you clap know, light. You think
0: there's any? You think there's any lineup adjustments, lineup movements? You think anybody gets shifted down uh, or shifted up? I don't know, man. I, I think you kind of leave it like it is. I mean, I because feel, it was, I didn't watch the Rangers all year long, but I feel like I saw Young in the middle of the lineup at 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 the midpoint of the season, maybe, or or mm-hmm. maybe right after the trade deadline. Am I wrong, Rangers fans? Let me know if I'm wrong. But I feel like I saw Evan Almighty at the bottom of the lineup and young towards the middle of the lineup. I could absolutely be out of my gourd here, but I swear that's what I've, I felt like I've seen. I don't know if Boach feels like he has more balance with young being down at the bottom there or, or just, you know, balance and power distribution all, all throughout the lineup. You got Garcia sitting there up around three or four, right? Sitting in, in that hole in the mid, uh in the heart of that lineup there. Yeah. And then you have more power distributed or distributed rather down at the, towards the end of the lineup with young, towards the seven or the eight hole i would not be surprised if young bumps up and starts playing around the three or the five spot just to give that just to give the middle of the owner a little bit more power but like he said man I, I think Boach does like does like the power distribution uh being towards the end of the the lineup as well young it, hit third sometimes okay i thought i did i thought i saw it. and him i there. think
1: i think that's something that that that
0: can Part you know i mean, I, I, mean felt, I felt like Evan was towards the bottom of the the yeah, lineup yeah. most of the
1: season. I mean look at what the Astros did. I mean say what you want to say about Dusty Baker, but when he went in there and shifted that lineup around for for the guys that were struggling, I mean with Peña and 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 Kyle Tucker and these guys that, that that just couldn't couldn't get themselves anything at the plate. I mean you shift that lineup around and in that three-game run that Houston had against Texas, I mean it, it reaped the benefits. They couldn't right. finish a job, you know it is what it is, but that's that's where the you know the managerial thing is going to come down. You know we talked about chess matches with Dusty and with and and with and with Bruce in the ALCS, but I mean, here we go again. I mean, we're, we're about to watch and that's the cool part about this is we get to see all of that part. I mean, it's one thing Obviously, you score more runs than the other team. You're going to win a game. You're going to win the series. But, I mean, the chess matches right here. That's what makes it so, so cool. And, again, I just go back to I love the storyline that it's two franchises that two years ago had 100-plus losses, and they yeah. figured out a way to get themselves into the World Series. They did it in totally different ways. People are beating up the Rangers because they went out and spent money Ain't that what the Dodgers do? Isn't that what they do every Isn't that year? Every year the Red Sox do and the Angels and all these teams that can't But you got to find a, a way to put job. it together,
0: Rodney. You got to find a way to make that spent money come to you, man, or, or actually give you that return on investment. And that's what the yeah. Rangers were able to do. That's what, you know, the the Snakes were able to do here. For me, um I think it's I think it's Seager. I think Corey Seager's got to come alive, uh, you know, going from the divisional series where he sets, you know, a record of being on base for as many times, and then, uh, you know, coming out in this ALCS series where he kind of took it down, I mean, probably had one of his better series and then probably had one of his worst series, man. So you got to kind of right the ship here if you're Corey Seager. Um, Jake's already said it. Let Simeon get going. Let him get cooking a little bit. If you can get your one and two hitters going there, I mean, your three and four has been fantastic. Garcia's been, tr- Garcia's been mashing. You can get some runners on base for him to, to start mashing even more. My God, that's more run support. That's more uh, offensive firepower here. Couple that with the arms that have been dominating for the Rangers. Lights out. I think it's the World Series. Gentleman's Series. A gentleman's sweep to the Rangers in five
1: games. It's going to be fun to watch because you've you've got two teams that not only defied the odds, but they come in, you know, smoking hot right there. And and I mean, just think about that. I mean, looking at the snakes right there, I mean, after after the first game there against Philadelphia, I'm like, well, they're done. This is going to be a sweep. But I mean, here they come back and 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 I mean, you're calling
0: a gentleman's bet and I haven't even seen game or a gentleman's sweep and I haven't even seen game one yet.
1: Well, and that's that's the whole thing, you know. What happens, you know, with Evaldi on on the on the mound tonight? I mean, and and what a great pitching matchup that you have to start this tonight. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm gonna not going to lie; I would have liked to see Evaldi versus Wheeler.
0: I thought that would have been a real, a much more sexier matchup. But I mean, like you yeah. said, we got two mid-market clubs going here, and I think I think most of baseball wanted the Philadelphia Phillies into this thing, anyways. You wanted a, a an East Coast representation from the from major league baseball but it just it's not going to happen like anytime anytime that you have two teams that come from like the mid i I don't know it's kind of giving me vibes of like the st louis and texas Mm -hmm. world series right where there wasn't a you know a team on the on either coast it wasn't a west coast team or an east coast team it's your clubs that are in the middle of the uh, middle of the country here so yeah hey guess what man now you you don't you know, you don't get all the 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 hype and the hoopla there from the the New York media or whatnot. You actually got to stay up a little bit longer and watch these games, man.
1: Yeah, and that and that's a funny part. You you know when the when when the playoffs start, I mean, you see with Atlanta and the Dodgers and and Philadelphia when you see those teams over on the NL side, and it's like okay. You know, at worst, at worst, you're probably going to get, and especially the way that, that, you know, the the way that the Astros won the West and, and were able to get themselves into the playoffs, it's like, okay, at worst, you're going to get a, a World Series rematch. At worst, that's what you're going to get, but you wind up with this and and man i, I got to tell you i for one am extremely happy to see this matchup i just think that it's going to be a great meeting of the minds it's going to be strength versus weakness um you got two teams rolling in here with massive momentum massive confidence and i mean what what more can you ask for i don't give a shit where they're from i don't we care if it's and, or or arlington i don't care this is just going to be good baseball we will see give me a prediction here what are you thinking um, I think it's going to go seven. I think we're going seven. You really think and, it's going seven, or you want it to go seven? Uh, it, it's going to go seven. I think okay. it's going to go seven, and I think the Rangers win at home. I think the Rangers win at home, and they win uh, the World Series, and everybody over there is happy. Um, should I say that then the Cowboys win the Super Bowl and DFW? No, no, happy Friday, party. Sal. I think
0: I think you're getting ahead of yourself, Rodney. I'm going to say Rangers in five. Gentlemen sleep. gentlemen sweep Rangers in five.
1: I think right. I think I think what's so cool about these both of these clubs is that they come in and it seems to be and and who sees I mean we we don't know how the dynamic of the series is going to go. But it really seems like these both of these clubs really seem to thrive when the odds are against them. So if somebody gets in a hole right here that that really seems to be when when they when they, when they come when they become paramount, when they're able to do things where it's like, whoa. I mean, like I said, I thought the Snakes were done. I thought the Rangers were done, dude. And they, they both somehow found a way to um, get themselves in the fall classic. This is going to be a Rodney's
0: lot of fun. Got, Rodney's got the Rangers in seven. I got the Rangers in five. We'd love to hear your all's picks as well. Maybe uh we get a little friendly wager going on between the crew and the uh, – the chatters as well in the YouTube chat box there. We also invite you to be a part of the conversation conventionally as well. You guys uh, can call us up or hit us up on that code of text line, 512-222-9328. If you haven't hit that subscribe button already, make sure you're doing that as well and follow us on our socials. Please tell five friends like Harge always says, Rodney, let's talk a little bit about NFL last night. Baker led Buccaneers.
1: We still buying it? Almost, I mean, it's like, man, I thought he might be, and and come on, Chris Godwin, make an effort. I mean, I, I know or, it's a hell. Health-
0: for Evans, I got some, I got some late points last night from Evans towards you know the latter portion of this this contest when it was wrapping up here, but it was all for naught. It was too little, too late. I mean, the Buccaneers couldn't even run the damn ball last night. We we had Walsh on yesterday, talked about how he needed a little bit from, out of that backfield from White and Vaughn. Vaughn had one carry. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know what the hell is going on in Tampa Bay, man. If they're just trying to throw this thing, but I called this—I called this probably what a month ago, almost or right before the season started—about how you know there are pieces on the Buccaneers that are probably going to be moving. They won't be staying on on the Buccaneers the entire season, right? And one of those pieces is Mike Evans. Um, I, we we heard rumors yesterday about you know. Good chances that the Titans could be shipping and and, and shopping out. Uh, Derrick Henry, King Henry could be going to Baltimore there. But another team that's in the AFC North that also could use a really good running back, the Browns just went out and got Kareem Hunt, right? Things things are okay. Things are okay, but they're not as great. They're not as firing on optimal cylinders or on all cylinders as they should be for the Cleveland Browns. Um, We talked about how explosive or how dynamic that offense could be for Baltimore if King Henry went to Baltimore? Well, what if he goes to the Browns, right? And I've also been hearing some rumors that the Browns could be invested in Mike Evans as well. You get Mike Evans to Cleveland, you also get Derrick Henry to Cleveland. Cleveland has now turned into a potential powerhouse for the offensive side of the ball. If Deshaun Watson can right the ship and get to the form that he was a couple of years ago. Not, I mean, P.J. Walker, he's a good plug and play. You saw him have some success there a couple of years ago. But look, man, this is... You know, you put some some firepower, you put some toys into this chest for the Cleveland Browns, and things could be popping off, man. The AFC North is already crazy and unpredictable. You add another, another potential offensive juggernaut to this team, craziness. More craziness out of the AFC North. Now, I know I got a little bit uh, hyperbolic with the uh, AFC West when Russell Wilson and company started moving a couple of years back. But, man, this North could be tremendously sexy if Evans and uh, King Henry go out to Cleveland.
1: I mean, how, how great is that if they're able to to get both of those? And, and and I mean, you saw the catch Evans last night, you know, off of the helmet of the Buffalo defender right there, dude. That that was unbelievable. And then uh, with the
0: two point conversion to Otten right
1: after that, man. I know.
0: improbable things happening for Baker's
1: Buccaneers. I know. A little I waiting you, to see I if there, if there was going to be a way for them to pull that out, but you know, kind of what you're going to right there. I, I think with Cleveland, the big question right there is, I mean, what, what is what is going to happen with Deshaun Watson? I mean, I think he's got a head coach right there that's kind of maybe his his wingman right there. That's kind of, I mean, I don't know how that how bad that shoulder really is i mean i don't know what else going on right there i mean there's there's been some reports i've seen some scuttlebutt that maybe at this point deshaun watson has checked out a little bit that maybe this isn't what he wants to be doing anymore and 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 the whole thing is when are, you he have work- are you, like he he's he's battled
0: back and, and endured going through all the social scrutiny and rightfully so you know after yeah. doing what he did after the you know, intolerable stunts that he did, he's, he's endured, you know, all the off, off season or off the field antics and, and all the the trash talking back to him, which he deserves all 100% of it, but he's still here and going through that, Rodney, if he was done with it, wouldn't he just walk away?
1: I mean, well, I mean, he's got guaranteed money. That's what I would do. Like I wouldn't put up with the shit. It's guaranteed money that he has, but that—that's the one thing that—that that, that I do wonder. I mean, that, that's—he
0: just wants to go back to repelling. I got you. Okay,
1: they can't work on his shoulder. I mean, he will never be able to say that he's going to get his shoulder worked on at the massage parlor. But it's—it's it's one of those things, you know. You know, when 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 you when you are a trained professional, when you do something over and over and repetitive, and it's like boom, here it's stopped. You're not doing it for a year, whatever that was, all the time that he was off right there. Or right there. I mean, did he lose some of the fire for that? I mean, did he lose um, – what's his mindset? I mean, I think if I were anything, I don't know. Maybe he sees a sports psychiatrist. I don't know. Maybe that's what they need to do. I mean, maybe get that. I mean, maybe get his head right. I think that that's some of the problem right there with him. But, I mean, you got to think of this, Wags. I mean, when we last saw this dude before all this shit happened – I mean, this dude is performing at an elite level. Right. I mean, one of the best. And, I mean, you look at we're him now. like
0: We're talking about like 40 touchdown seasons. Exactly. Like
1: I mean, you look at him now. I mean, the dude doesn't weigh 300 pounds. I mean, he hasn't let his body get away from him. I mean, there's just something that's not right right there. And, you know, the, the, whole, the whole fit right there with Cleveland, um, he can't leave there. Uh, I mean, I don't know how they figure out a way to to not to trade him or whatever. I don't think you can with that guaranteed money that you have in place right there. But I, I think that's the biggest thing you need to figure out. But, yes, if you add Mike Evans and, 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 and yeah, Derek Henry. Evans it, with,
0: with, with Coop, Evans and Coop as your wide receivers. And then, uh, you know, now you got Kareem Hunt and you got King Henry in the backfield here. What's not the love here, Rodney? This is one hell of an offense.
1: But who drives a ship? I mean, that's kind of the other thing. I mean, What's you got
0: B.J. Walker.
1: Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> we're, we're about to find out because um, I believe I believe he's going to be starting. But uh, man, I, I would uh, this trade deadline thing. I, I'm so curious to see how this shakes out because I'm still hearing some of that Derrick Henry to dude. Dallas. Come on, Rodney.
0: Come uh, on, Rodney.
1: Ah, uh, look at that. Uh, be see, back to back to his old self in a day or two, right? Come on, that's man. Right. That's right. That that would fix his mindset. I don't know, man. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but back to Tampa Bay. If I'm Tampa Bay, I don't throw the towel in yet, dude, because we talked about this the other day. That division is is shit. Yeah, it so, can still be one. Anybody yeah, can win. You, and that's Tampa that's a whole thing. can still win it at this point. And that's the whole thing with this whole playoff system in in the NFL. We've watched 7 and 9 uh, division winners get themselves into the playoffs and help some of them you make a run. Yeah. And you know, as
0: bad as Tampa has been, there's still, there's still three and four. They've won. They have three games under the mm-hmm. belt. There's a lot of teams that are playing worse football than Tampa Bay is right now. It's just, it looks like it's inept, right? It like does. when you can't get over a hundred yards of rushing, you're not going to have a good recipe for success to win in the NFL. You at least, and I know it's a quarterback driven league, but it's gotta be predicated off of some type of running. Um, I don't care if you're getting it from your quarterbacks, you know, wheels or whatnot, you have to have rushing yards just to keep the defense balanced and honest, man, or not. They're just going to be, if not, they're just going to be rushing, you know, rushing three and dropping back eight or rushing four and dropping back seven, man, taking away passing lanes, dude. It's, if you cannot run the ball, it will be bad football. Look at the New York giants. You're starting to see it with the Browns or with the the Buccaneers as well, man, you got to have balance.
1: And you know the other part of this, and I, I mean, I know a lot of people frown on on Mayfield, on Baker Mayfield, and, and you and I, we've talked about this here on Chaos Theory. To he doesn't like have over. good stats, but he went, he somehow finds Man, a damn way to win, he fucking wins games. But the whole thing is, I don't know, Wax, Did you see him in the in the in the post race, post race, uh, post game? I mean, dude's pissed off. He's like,
0: uh, I mean, it's, his, I mean, this is probably what he, he's auditioning for his next shot. Yeah. You know, I mean, time's he running can, out. You can't right think here. that it's going to end so well uh, with with Tampa Bay. I mean, you also got the Buccaneers don't know what they have in Kyle Trask either. They need to see what you know, they need to see what they got out of him. The dude, the dude had a huge arm at Florida. I don't know if it's going to be able to transcend and he'll be able to grow into an elite professional quarterback but i know that he's got elite arm potential i'd like to see him be able to make some throws or not i just don't think kyle trask is the answer yet he was supposed to be the uh the succession plan for brady but clearly they you know he wasn't ready yeah. or they didn't have enough confidence in him if they're going to make a move to get baker mayfield into
1: the locker room so yeah, and the whole thing is with that with that Wags is you don't have a reason right. to Trask try to find. Must, it out. I'm
0: with Jake. Trask must yeah. be awful if he can't start over yeah. Baker Mayfield. And,
1: and, and you don't have a reason to try to find that out right now. You're only a game back in, in the division. I mean, right here, and everybody else still has to play. So, I mean, I really don't think that it's that it's a it's a situation right now to where to where Tampa Bay needs to throw in the towel and be done and ready to junk the. Yes, they need they need to be thinking about the future, maybe in the offseason and so forth. But l- let this. Let this whole thing be done. Atlanta four and three, Tampa Bay, New Orleans three and four, and then you've got Carolina. So, I mean, it's all still there. I mean, if you can find a way to scrape some shit together and, um, you know, win some ball games, Atlanta is your competition right now. Go out and find a way to win, win ball games. And that's, I think that's, that's really the whole thing right now for, for Tampa Bay. Don't, don't quit yet. Don't quit yet on Baker Mayfield.
0: What did you think about uh, Josh Allen's play last night? I mean, of course, he's been getting a little bit of a uh, little bit of hate the past couple of weeks here, saying that you know he's off his rocker, uh, he doesn't have the discipline that he was playing with a couple of years ago. Um, he's not the MVP talented uh, talent level of talent that he that he thought that everybody thought he was going to be. He's on the yeah. cover of Madden, so he's having a Madden jinx right. season. I mean, he looked pretty damn decent last night. He, being able to get it done with his legs, he threw an mean He didn't have a clean game, man. But he, you know, he he threw his typical Josh Allen. You know, I got the strongest arm in the league. I I believe that I can, you know, rip it in there. He's got he's got that Brett Favre mentality, man. He's a slinger.
1: Yep. Well, you know, I go back to, uh, I mean, the proof, like we're talking about with Mayfield, proof is in the pudding. They won the game. And that's really, uh, at this point, that's the only thing that matters. And I mean, even them, they're a game behind Miami and you know, we got a long way to go right here. I mean, I, I and you know, We've discussed it at length here with some of these teams in the NFL to where, yes, that hourglass is clicking on some of these teams to where you're you're at the end of that road to where, you know, whether it be winning an AFC or NFC championship, winning a Super Bowl. I mean, your time is getting shorter um, as time goes on right here. And I think Buffalo is definitely in that uh, piece of the puzzle right now, especially with the way that Miami is um, the future is bright with Miami. And I think with Buffalo, it's like, okay, you're running out of time. I mean for them just go out and win ball games man. Yeah, it mean, feels like
0: Miami Buffalo feels like they were they're at where Miami was 2 years ago now. That's, like it uh, feels yeah, like the I'm, the two years, shifted, two years the difference. locker
1: room roles have shifted tremendously. You and I are on de- on the w- same wavelength about so many things. And that's exactly what I see right here where it's about it's about 2 years on the difference right there. And now Miami's starting to to, to forge ahead and and maybe Buffalo falling a little bit further behind. But you know what? They're going to play each other. So, um, that, that, that's a great thing about this. That's a great thing about this. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Never, we'll see, yeah, who's we'll better. see. The, the, the tail
0: of the tape will be proven on the gridiron. That's for sure. Hey, we got some friends that we need to tell people about. Let's tell them oh, about man. There's also going to be a party out there, man,
1: man. You got a big one. You got a big one happening I out know, there. I know. The, I, got, yeah. I know I do. Co- covert beat. Oh yeah. Yes, you do, sir. Yes, you do. <laughs> you got a big room that's it hey uh covert B Cave, you want to make your way out there um in, in just a matter of uh just under an hour uh norm watkins is going to be out there lifetime longhorn it's going to be our free lunch that we do here uh pre-game or or the game before pre-game and of course um i mean the great folks smoky mose verdes they're going to have all of that, the, that great free lunch out there for you do make your way out to covert b caves that's uh, out there off 71 take that beautiful drive 42 acres in BK nestled out there, three state-of-the-art dealerships, seven different brands of those uh, vehicles that you're going to find, the Rams, the Jeeps, the Dodge, Chrysler, Cadillacs, GMCs, and the Buicks, and um, just go out there and see those folks, go out and and just check out the state-of-the-art dealerships, 86 service bays out there, uh, they'll take care of all of your uh, service needs, it doesn't matter the make or model, whatever, They're going to get you in and out of there in a timely fashion and get you back on down the road. And, of course, if you're looking for the Fords and the Chevrolets, you can uh, make your way out to Wags and I are up north. We're the Yankees kind of here in this group, along with Dr. Trey. We're up north, so uh, out off 79 in Hutto and then the Fords and Lincolns over in Austin. It's a covert family of dealerships. Check them out at covertbk.com. Check out your weekly specials. Check out the inventory on your pre-owned and brand new vehicles. Inventory, not a problem. They're going to have exactly what you're needing right there. Since 1909, the Covert family doing it right here in Central Texas. Go on out. Check out Trey and BK. Check out Norm Watkins. Go out there, do a Q&A, and just uh, find out some cool stuff from uh, the, the great guests that we continue to have, the Covert family. Remember, nobody beats a Covert deal, not now, and sure as hell, not ever. That's coming up in about an hour out at Covert Bee Cave.
0: That's right. And also, we got to tell you about our friends at Audiovisual Consultations. Of course, you're going to be watching the Longhorns on Saturday, but Utah and Oregon play at the same time, too. How are you going to watch that if you don't have two TVs? You got to get them like I do, man. I got two flat screens right behind me, they're 4K quality, 4K material. Audiovisual Consultations can provide that for you. 512-255-8678 512-255-8678 or avconsultations.com to go to the gallery of projects that they've had, that they've done and provided over the past 35 years at setting the standard in audiovisual automation. So, go to their website right now, check out it or check out the the gallery of projects to see what you want. If you don't have an idea of what you want in your room, you can get an idea by looking at the gallery of projects, right? No job's too big, no job's too small. 512-255-8678. It's avconsultations.com. Com. all right let's talk a little bit about longhorn football here So we got some sound from Sark that we need to hear um that i wanted to, to let you know everybody watching the show here uh he asked he he was asked to you know some questions if he was going to be conservative on saturday if arch was going to play uh we got a, a couple of things to get to here ronnie we're still hearing we're still hearing the the hopefulness and the nuances of there could possibly be an Arch Manning sighting. How are you feeling about this, guy? Are, you, are your nipples hard for this? You sweating a little bit about this? I mean, talk to me here.
1: My nipples are not hard for this. Um, as a matter of fact, every time every time that I hear that conversation, it's um, Yes, it's like this is not. And I mean, I just don't think, I mean, here I go again. I just don't think that this is a psyche that Malik Murphy needs. And hopefully he's putting all of this away. Look, look, this is Malik Murphy's team right now. Um, You know, when Quinn Ewers comes back, uh, you know, I mean, we don't know the extent of this. I I mean, you need to put all your eggs in the basket right now Malik Murphy. This dude is perfectly capable of doing what needs to be done right here. Like, like I said yesterday or the day before, whenever the hell it was, Wags. If this was Texas OU, this is where I'd be a little more, uh,
0: well, eh, possibly but, see two quarterback yet. Yeah. No, I yeah, got you, man. Yeah,
1: but uh, I mean, I think the whole thing is, I mean, you roll with Murphy, show the confidence in this dude, and I know they're doing it. I'm sure they're coaching him up and giving him the confidence that that he needs to have. But look, this is his team. It's time for him to roll. Yes, be a little conservative and and when i say be conservative what i mean is smash that damn football down byu's throat utilize the running game that's what you do and then go ahead and do the other stuff that you can because this dude is capable of doing that and i think that's the one thing that that he need hopefully malik murphy needs to understand that the coaching staff believes that in him but yeah all this arch thing i I just i I have not been the biggest fan of that all week and i I don't think you have either it's like I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that right now.
0: Let's hear from Sarkeesian on how conservative the Longhorns might be facing the BYU Cougars on Saturday.
2: I try to recruit players to come here that that fit our system. And I I think for us, you know, systematically, I want to run our plays and, and our schemes of exactly who we are. And if I didn't think those players were capable of of doing that at at any position, most notably quarterback then they might not be the right fit for, for what we do. And so I think both Malik and arch are great fits for, for us schematically. Um, again, everybody has their own strengths and and weaknesses. And then our job is to try to play to their strengths. So we're going to run our stuff. Um, and again, you know, but, but tailor some things to what Malik does well um but again we, we we've we got a firm belief in in who we are and what we do and why we do and i think that's why sometimes in training camp and different things we may have tough days at quarterback um but that's because we put a lot on them and there's a lot of moving parts to to what we do but i have to do that in practice and in training camp and in spring ball so that they can get experience doing what i know we're going to want to do on game day
0: yeah, so uh, I love what he says here, man. Usually you get some a, a lot of coach speak from uh, – or a lot of coach talk from, from Sarkeesian here. Uh, but what he said really resonated with me is that they they recruit players for their program. They recruit players for their system, right? So it already is a plug-and-play system. You have – and we, we talked about this yesterday, man. We talked about it on Wednesday as well. The preseason, we were all about, you know, all the hype, man. Number one QB room in all the nation. Number one QB room in all the nation. Let that shit come out and prove it. All right. Prove, prove, prove the words. Right. Walk, you talk the talk, now walk the walk. Right. Let me, and this is BYU. Okay. There's a 20 point line on this game right now as it sits with Malik Murphy. Okay. So what does that, what does that tell me? All right. Don't roll out Arch Manning. Let Malik Murphy take this thing the entire way. right. Let him get a full game under his belt. If it starts to go a little bit south, let him work himself out of it. I don't think it's going to be one quarterback that's going to be able to make a difference into this game. I think you have toy chess there. I think you have all the studs. You're the alpha team. You're the dominant team. If one quarterback, if one person is leading you, uh, is not leading you to victory or is the, the tail of the tape to why you're not getting the victory, there's a problem that lies on the surface, or beneath the surface, rather than just the quarterback play, Rodney. This is a quarterback that should be able to come in here, get about 250 yards of production, right, and then be able to lead Longhorn to a win. I know that's a lot to put on only this young man, and just that you know on his first start, basically, and then have him you know take the reins for the Longhorn team. But Rodney, he's perfectly capable, and he's perfectly able to do it.
1: And you you just hit the nail on the head, wags to me. I'm gonna ring the bell because it's one thing if you insert Malik Murphy into this starting job tomorrow against BYU for, for Texas, but and your running game is lacking. You don't have a solid running game. You don't have you don't have folks on the outside. You don't have this all-world tight end that can do just amazing things. You don't have a veteran offensive line. You don't have you don't have all of these different things in place that are going to only. Tailor him to be successful and make it make beneficial for him to be successful. You have all of that. You have all that times several more, and all that money game, one receiver, tight end. Offensively, I mean, all that is there, and this is to, to to where I go back to more of this as we continue to break this game down. I think a lot of the focus continues to be on the fact that the second team quarterback is going to be the one that's going to be at the controls here for Texas. But this is where I go back to Texas. If you're really, if you have really taken that next step right now uh, for the Texas Longhorn football program, this is where you look around the country. You look around the country. You look at the elite. You look at the you look at the teams that you continue to see in the college football playoff, in the top 10, in the top five, whatever you want to call it, they run into these situations and they plug the next guy in and they may lose a little bit of a beat, but, but it's not that big of a, it's not that big of a step backwards. And the whole thing is go back and look at the successful years that the UT program has had. You have had this CB put that stat up here a couple of, a couple of week a couple of days ago. This is nothing new. This is just another year for Texas football to where the starting quarterback goes down. And it's time for the next guy to insert himself right into place. And I don't want to say step up because he he doesn't have to step up. He just takes the reins and continues to drive the boat.
0: What do you think you're going to see solid from Malik Murphy on Saturday here? We talked a little bit about some of the toys that he has in the chest. I don't want him, I don't think that he needs to go out there and start throwing vertical routes or or, or scenes to uh, you know, to Xavier Worthy straight off the, the jump here, straight off the rip, or, you know, look for, look to squeeze it into, you know, the tough plays to Mitchell, man. I think you just take what the defense gives you. If the middle is open there for, uh, you know, for Sanders or Whittington, go mm-hmm. with some easy throws there, hit your running back out of the backfield to get you on a steady rhythm there. And then finally, you know, once the, you know, the vertical routes start opening up a little bit, then take your shot, man. Kind of warm up. Crawl, walk, run, baby. I think that's what I want to see out of Malik Murphy. And then, yeah, of course, lean on Jonathan Brooks there and CJ Baxter and let your bell cows get you some tough yardage up the middle.
1: And and I love what you're saying right there. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, and, and the other part about it is, you know, that BYU is going to bring a bunch of things that may, they may have not done before. I mean, this, this is an opportunity for them to, to try to, uh, like Dale Earnhardt said, to rattle the cage of Malik Murphy. And 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 that's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, if you don't think that they're going to do that, if you don't think they're going to bring the house and do a lot of pre-snap movement on, on the defense and be moving folks around on the defensive line, I mean, hell, I don't know. Maybe, maybe You're
0: going to try and, and shake Malik up a
1: little bit, man. You are definitely going to. You're, you're, you're probably gonna gonna see, going
0: to see five-man five, five man rushes, six-man six man rushes to get him off a spot at times and, exactly. and try and fr- force an ill-advised throw, man.
1: That's exactly right, and if if BYU doesn't do that, then shame on them. Because I mean, oh, it's coming, but it's I, I coming. think figure that part out but i mean i think murphy's just going to be he's just going to be in command i think he's ready for this opportunity look we talked about it earlier in the week wags the dude had opportunities to leave here you had schools checking in on him that wanted to get him in the portal that wanted him to do something different this kid hung around here because he wanted the opportunity to be the starting quarterback for the texas longhorns and now he has that opportunity on national tv on abc at 230 so and, and with a team that's six and one and in the college football playoff conversation, I mean, what he's he's been waiting for this all his life. This is what he's been waiting for, and 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 I doubt that he does anything in his control to squander this opportunity.
0: Talking about the opportunity of one Malik Murphy, and also need to hear about um, from Sarkeesian rather on what he learned from the two quarterbacks this week.
2: Malik's going to start Saturday. Um, uh, you know, what did I learn? Uh, that they that they have the ability to continue to do what they've been doing, and that's prepare really well. Um, I think, again, they've got great rapport with Coach Millie. Uh, I, I think one thing that I probably learned maybe a little more about, which I felt going in, is that they've got great rapport with their teammates. I think their teammates want these guys to play well you know, if, and, or when their numbers called, I think naturally all the players know, Hey, Malik's making his first career start. We need to play well around him. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, that's naturally for anybody, there's going to be some excitement in his bones and, and in his veins to, to want to go play good. Let's make sure we play well around him. Um, But the rapport that those guys have with their teammates, I I think is, is one that's, that's real. Um, I thought they both had uh, good weeks of preparation. I'd say today, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago that that Arch arguably had his best practice since he's been here. I would say today was Malik's best practice since he's been here, and uh, that's a good that's a good thing for us, that as the week's gone on, his game has elevated, uh, his understanding of the game plan has elevated, um, his comfort level uh, managing all the things we do at the line of scrimmage um, has elevated, and I think his confidence has elevated because of it, and, and he had a really good practice today.
0: In the uh, the comments that you hear from from Sark, you can start can start hearing a little bit of the narrative that Arch might play, and of course, you know a lot of uh, a lot of journalists were asking you know Sark that question: Will Arch play? And of course, here's his answer: Like I said,
2: Malik's going to start the game and, and and go play in this game. Uh, I haven't made a a, a decision if if I want to get Arch in there just to get him in there and or not. Um, but we, we have, we have discussed that some, um, because I do think there's some valuable experience for him in that, but I have to make sure that that's in the best interest of the team. Right. And I have to make sure that, um, the the team comes first in everything that we do. Um, but I do, I do see the value in something like that. I just, I just, I'm not ready to make that, make that call yet.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, that, To me, that feels a little bit better when I'm hearing Sarkeesian say that. Like now, I'm going back to how, you know, how I felt on Monday, where he was just giving, you know, the journalists and the pundits a little bit of what they wanted to hear, you know, maybe tease them a little bit that Arch could get in the game. But why even put that thought into the damn mindset, right? Let, let yeah. this be Malik's team. You you just heard what what Sarkeesian said about, you know, how surprised that he was with the report, not just from, from Arch Manning, but also with Malik Murphy too, right? You know, QB2 is one hell of a ball player, man. He's no longer QB2 anymore. Let's make this guy QB1, and let's make him, you know, the – Uh, Undisputed QB1 going into this thing, man. And it's like Jake says, if, if Arch is coming into the game, something has gone terribly wrong against the BYU Cougars.
1: Yeah, you you know that this never should have been, you know, from from the get-go, from the Monday presser all the way up, you know, through the week and everything that's kind of led up to to game day. It, it never should have been a thing about okay, they're both practicing well or whatever because what what does that do? It makes it seem like it makes it seem like you have a quarterback competition for who's going to get the start. And M- Malik has been the clear-cut second team quarterback. Right. And, here, and here's what, what I, I plan like...
0: in place, right? Rodney, they're, 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 it feels like the yeah. plan has been in place for Right. arch to come in here, learn as much as he can, red shirt, you know, when when the uh the opportunity arises and then have that extra season in you know in your uh you know in your bag, right? So that you can come back and and continue to play more longhorn football. I thought that's what we were rolling out with, man. When you start to change the plan up, you know, halfway through the season or halfway through the campaign, you start to or to me, I feel like you could put a little bit of indecisiveness or a little bit of unsureness uh, you know, in the minds of, of a couple of players, hell right now, you definitely don't want to do that to Malik Murphy. If I'm Malik Murphy and I'm getting my first career start and you heard Sark's uh, Sark say, they want to rally around Malik Murphy in his first career start, right? You know, the guys want to rally around him and make it, you know, make him get that dub or, or allow him to get that dub. If you're going to do that, why put, why put the mindset on the back burner that arch could be potentially coming in like it, it or, or, or it would ask you know it would bring me to the to the natural question of how long you know how long's my hook or how long uh yes you know how long of a hook do i have you know or how many how many bad throws do i have until arch comes in as a matter of fact he was you know Sark was actually asked that how long will the will the leash be for malik murphy let's hear his answer perfect
2: world he finds rhythm stays hot and plays a great four quarters and and that's that, the way the game goes but the reality of it is most football games don't go that way Quarterbacks, you know, I've yet to find a quarterback that's gone thirty for thirty and a hundred percent, and everything's perfect, and makes every perfect read. And so, um, what I try to gauge is, you know, is he seeing what he's supposed to be seeing? Uh, Are his eyes where they're supposed to be? Um, Can he get fooled on coverages? Of course he can. Can he get fooled on RPOs? Of course he can. Um, But as long as you know, he can tell me what he saw and why. Uh, that then i'm okay right and if he does get a little bit out of rhythm all right how do i do a good job of trying to get him back into rhythm right and so that could be utilizing the run game that could be using utilizing some advantage throws that could be moving the pocket Um, there's a variety of things that we can do there uh, to try to get him back into rhythm if he does get out of it um but inevitably i don't i don't expect malik to go out saturday and just play perfect uh that that wouldn't be realistic um but you know what we try to do is put him in the best position to have success um and then and then navigate our way through the the even flow of of a football game which which is how every game goes
0: and that's what i want to hear rodney um sarkeesian's no dummy you know he's an offensive guru for a reason hell he was a quarterback so he knows you know good quarterback play and i love what he says about how it's not going to be a perfect game from his quarterback, right? He in, you know, it doesn't matter if he makes the bad throws. He just wants to understand what his thought process was while making that throw. And if, if yeah. Malik can walk, you know, walk Sarkeesian through that, that moment there and, you know, kind of put a little bit of a, an understanding or a comprehension in, in the thought process of uh, of the coach and the quarterback there, then it looks like it's going to be, um a long leash or a long enough leash as it has to be for Malik Murphy here. Um yeah. I, I love that answer. To me that that tells me that Arch probably won't
1: enter this ball game. Well and it's you know the whole part of this we're, we're only having this discussion because it's Malik Murphy because he hasn't been the starter. It's the same, it's the same everything that 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 Steve is talking about right there. It's the same thing even with Quinn yours. If Quinn Yours comes out and he's making mistakes, he's throwing interceptions, whatever, misreading defenses, whatever it is, it's gonna be the same thing. He's gonna have to come to the sideline. He's gonna have to walk through whatever's happening with Steve Sarkeesian. And 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 but but the the whole difference with this is is that you don't have that, you don't have that cloud hanging over. You know where? Uh, okay, is it going to be Arch Manning time? And, and I know I kept I keep bringing up Charles Wright. If Charles Wright was the th- yeah, the th- you got to get th- off this Charles no, Wright. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if if Charles Wright was the third team quarterback, let's just say Arch wasn't even wasn't on this roster, wasn't on this roster. If it was Charles Wright being the next guy in line to for for Malik Murphy, this wouldn't be a discussion about about okay, at what point could we insert Charles Wright? You know, what we don't have that discussion. And again, I know Charles Wright isn't Arch Manning, uh, probably for a lot of different reasons, but I just I like right there that the confidence is right there. That the only and, and and I think what's so powerful about what Sark is saying there in those cuts is that you know because for from everything that, that I've read, whether it be in chat rooms or just talking to different people, Malik Murphy is very much a popular team guy. So you know that these guys, his teammates, I mean Wags, you know better than any damn body. I when think you're Malik going Murphy to battle, you're perfectly capable of leading a team in battle. And and when you go to battle, your dudes, your dudes are gonna rally around you. And even, even if you suck at some point, they're gonna have your ass, they're gonna lift you up, and they're gonna make you better. And that's what happens tomorrow, dude. That's what happens tomorrow. I mean, if Murphy gets in trouble, I mean, we can talk about discussions with Sark and all that. His guys are going to lift him up and get him him in the right mindset.
0: That's what they said. The team wants to rally around him and, and, you know, allow him to play championship-level football here.
2: Will Ryan Watts be back or not? Here's Sarkeesian on Ryan Watts. I think it's helpful with experience, right? Anytime a guy starts an entire season at corner and then, you know, starts the first few games this year and then obviously gets injured. Um Not that the other guys aren't capable. I mean, Ryan is, is more than capable so's is Manny and so is Terrence. And those guys are good players. I think a, he provides depth uh, B, he provides experience. Um, but, but as, as we go through this, you know, we're, we're, you know, having him back is a is a big component to the success of our team. He's physical into the boundary. He can take on a lot of those perimeter screens that are issues. Uh he can be physical with the receiver one-on-one. Um, and and that can allow us to do some other things coverage-wise. So there's a skill set he provides, uh, there's also experience that he provides, and then there's also depth that he provides for for the entire room.
0: Yeah. So also I love what he was talking about there with just the the depth that Uh, having Watts brings back it allows them to run different sub-packages, right? Allows them to get out there and, uh, you know, throw different types of blitz packages that they want to do. Maybe, you know, uh, throw some blitzes coming out of the secondary as well instead of just, you know, running a a four-man base coverage or trying to get five-man pressure, you know, being out of your, your, you know, your defensive front and then some of your linebacking core as well. We also need to hear from Sarkeesian. On the uh, on Slovis and the BYU offense, here is that sound right here. Well, the,
2: the, the timing, right? I mean, he's um, he's a guy that, that they've got good schemes, um, and and he gets the ball out because he's he's again he's got a lot of experience. He's been around some really good schemes and coaches throughout his career, from USC to Pitt now to BYU, um, and then they they utilize a lot of different people, right? They've got they've got multiple receivers they throw it to. Uh, The tight end is a definite factor. They utilize the running back in in the past game. And so you have to defend everybody. It's not like they're just throwing it to one guy. And then they've got multiple personnel groupings and and formations and motions and shifts. And so they tax you that way. And then when he can get his indicator on coverages, he can get the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. And and he's got the skill set to make all the throws.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the one thing that Sarkeesian left out there is that he's been able to get – he's been sacked uh, quite a bit. He's been sacked over 10 times – or, excuse me, 10 times uh, so far in this campaign. So um, he does get the ball out quick when he sees his progressions, right? But there's a lot of times where he gets tripped up, or at least in a couple of games that I've gone back and watched. Um, So I think it's going to bode well for this defense here, um, especially if you're going to run you know, the different sub-packages that we just talked about, or if you can get some different uh, different looks from your secondary – that, that PK might be able to roll out here going up against uh BYU. Uh Rodney, it's a 20 point line on this right now. We got to give our picks because we got the end of the show coming up here and we got to hand the ball off to uh hanging with Harge. So what is your what is your official pick with this game? The line is 20. What are you giving me here, Rodney?
1: Uh, you know I think in this one I'm going I'm going Texas thirty to seventeen. 30 to 17 is where I'm going here. Um oh, Go ahead. And and kind of just along the lines of what you were talking about right there. Sorry about that. That was a dog door thing. You gotta remind me. Close the dog door on Fridays. Um good, man. Uh, the, the other thing about this is um Texas with the with the um front front line uh, the rush defense or the uh, pass pass rush defense texas does that extremely well with a non-mobile quarterback i think that's going to sit well in this situation right here take some pressure off the secondary but uh yeah that's where i'm going 30 30 to 17 um and i think it's i, I think it's close at times i think it's close at times 45 24 mm-hmm. we get the victory okay. 45
0: to i think we i think malik in the offense has an explosive Offensive production here. Um, look, we know that this offense can can put up the points. We we haven't seen it too much so far lately, but uh, I, I think people are going to be surprised and shocked with the uh, performance of Malik Murphy. I think he's going to eat. I think he's going to go out there and yeah. absolutely eat, man. Um, well, I, I've been I've been on the conservative side, saying 250 in the air. I think it could be 250 to 300 yards through the air because. I believe that Sarkisian wants to allow his quarterback to find confidence in a rhythm. I don't Mm -hmm. think that it's going to be the up and down, you know, hey, you got a short leash. We're going to remove you real quick if if you make a couple of bad plays. Hearing some of the things that Sark said today really gives me faith and confidence that he's there and he's got the best mind. He's got the best interest of his quarterback in in mind, right? He's not going to yank him if he has a couple of bad throws. He's going to go through his thought process and find out what's going on through the head of his quarterback. To me, that bodes well for Malik Murphy in the Longhorns. I think it's going to be a high offensive production for the offensive Longhorns on Saturday, 45 to
1: 24. Sark has been doing this way too long to, when we talk about the hook and the and the leash and all of that, he's doing this way too long to, to know that this is a situation to where, oh my God, one thing goes wrong, boom, take him out. Uh, I mean, we know better than that. But here's the here's the other thing that, that I do kind of want to leave with, you know, as we go in, into game day tomorrow is, man, look at the landscape of college football right now. Look at the landscape of the NFL. Hell, look what we have in the World Series right now. Go out, Texas, take care of business, win the ball game. If you don't cover the spread, that's OK. Look around. Uh, I mean we've watched it the last couple of weeks you're seeing top ten teams that are in dog fights right now you're seeing teams get knocked off your goal is still in mind I mean your your goal is still within reach right there um just go win the game win the game it don't have to be fancy I mean if it gets ugly that's okay just win the game you're six and one it's all still sitting right in front of you number eight Oregon
0: going into 13 Utah line six and a half. Oregon gets the favor here right now 47 and a half is the over under again Oregon the ducks are given six and a half who you like uh
1: I'm taking the ducks man I'm taking, taking the,
0: ducks. the ducks I will take yeah. the ducks as well one more game that we got to get off the slate here real quick how about I just saw the damn thing. I don't know where. It went. Yeah. Duke and Louisville. I never thought I'd be talking about Duke and Louisville that I'm going to be wagering some money on another game at two 30 here. You can find this one on ESPN who you like here, Duke, uh, number 20, Duke. They are getting four and a half from the Louisville Cardinal here. Who
1: you like? Here? Oh man, this is a tough one right here. This is a tough one. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of buying Duke. Gotta a quick.
0: We gotta we gotta get out of here.
1: Yeah. I'm buying Duke, man. I'm not right. taking Duke.
0: Duke. I, I despise Duke. I will never take Duke. I'm give me uh give me Louisville here. All right, it is time for hanging with Harge. We gotta get out of here. You want to tell me about Blue Heron real quick before we go?
1: Absolutely. Gotta to tell quick, you, Ronnie. We gotta go. Yeah. Blue Heron Furniture, custom leather company. All the way back from 1991, these folks have been doing it. The best quality, the best, uh, I mean, durable. It's going to, uh, I mean, it's f- farmhouse. I mean, it is the best stuff you're going to find. There's a YouTube link right here in the video. Be sure and click that. You can use the promo code pl- promo code HOOKEM, 15% off of your purchase. And when you click that, it's taking you to the Texas Sports Unfiltered collection. We got our own collection right there. Check that out. Follow them. Call them and they will hook you up. It's going to last you a long time, not months, not weeks, decades, decades. Great Blue Heron Furniture, and that's a Texas Longhorn-owned company, by the way.
0: That's what we love. All right, it is time for Hanging with Hards. We bring on Hardball Hards right now. What is up, my guy? How you doing? you rocking your Longhorn gear. I'm loving it. Look at that. Yeah, I I decided today I would wear it just a little bit because I try not to show any favoritism, but, hell, this is a big week. Malik is getting his start, and I want to make sure – that i represent i'm calling it man big huge offensive production from malik murphy and the longhorn led uh offense right here i'm 45 24 i think malik murphy has 250 maybe 300 through the air rodney let's get it or uh uh hearts. let's get it kicked off right same difference we look yeah, alike hey, hey, rodney we all, we you got the double h you got the double r's you know what we do that's what we have it right there bro we got to get out of here, man. Thank you guys for Hard watching was. Chaos Theory. It is time for Hanging with Harge. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it,